Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108. So Gary Ringrose then, he had the unenviable task of having to follow a certain Brian O'Driscoll as the Leinster and Ireland number 13, but he has done a mighty fine job, all things considered. He launched the new Gillette Skin Guard Sensitive in Dublin. Uh, this week, Gillette's latest innovation features revolutionary skin guard technology designed to stop irritation on sensitive skin, allowing all men to have a comfortable shave, taking the pressure off and helping them to look and feel their best. So I sat down with Gary Ringrose in the uh, shadow of the Aviva Stadium yesterday. And uh, well, first off, he picked up an injury against England. So I asked him how the rehab was going, whether or not he'd be fit for the game against Italy. I hope, but I don't know, to be honest. Um, I wouldn't be uh, used to having soft tissue things, so it's not something I want to make a habit out of. Uh, so, it, But it, it has responded well to the rehab and kind of taken it day by day and had a great week last week rehabbing and this week's gone well so far. So um, I'd say it'll be a judgment call made now over the next sort of um, couple of days or weeks or so to see how it responds. So yeah. still have a bit of time. Hamstring? Yeah, yeah. It was just a little strain in the hamstring, so it was... It was uh, it was wasn't particularly severe, um, it's, but it was. It's as I was saying. It's not something me personally or would want to make a habit out of or mm. or get any worse. So um, hopefully get it right now and then be good to go. Okay, good. So I mean, usually over the last two three years, it's been success after success after success, and suddenly you're in this position where you're dealing with a, a defeat at home to England. Um, the feeling that night, the next morning, you're kind of going, "Oh my God, what's what's yeah. what's happening here?" Yeah, you, I can't speak for everyone, but you, yeah, you go into a bit of a dark place because it's never fun losing mm. um, at any capacity. But then I was sleeping in the Aviva here as well at home. Uh, it doesn't make it any easier. So, um, yeah, but it, again, when you pair it back then to, to reviewing it, it, it is a kind of a, a ha- or habitual of just going back and reviewing your own game and mm. um, seeing where you can improve and, and areas um, it can be better at and, and kind of you stick to that routine of doing that so win or lose that's kind of how you look at the game um, so as tough as it is it's it's the same of just reviewing where you can get better mm. and, and figuring out reasons as to why things wouldn't have gone and uh, assessing alternative decision making stuff mm. like that um, and then yeah go from there so I think the lads did unbelievably well to turn it around and, and win in Murrayfield yeah. I know I I was there two years ago for uh, my first Six Nations game and so I appreciate how tough it is to yeah. go there and um, yeah so I was, was incredibly proud to see the lads go and win and, and it was an unbelievable effort and there was a couple of defensive sets on on Ireland's line that the lads really dug deep and I think showed all, uh, what it kind of meant to everyone mm. um, so it was great to see that and, and then ultimately win in the end and what was a close game Was the review of the England game worse or better? than you expected it to be because the scoreline is bad and it feels like as that game went on they got more and more on top so you probably walked off feeling like this was a bit of a spanking but then was the review maybe well we weren't as bad as I thought or was it pretty bad? Uh, no I, again I think it's it's your, it's yourself really everyone looks at how they did and mm. assesses where they could and everyone knows can pick areas, especially in a loss like that, that, that we can be better and where I can be better. Um, so and, and how did you do? I I personally could have been a lot better, and right. that's kind of the tough part, finishing with a little niggle that 
after losing the game and knowing you didn't uh, perform to your ability that that uh, you want to go and play straight away again yeah. and then when you don't get that opportunity it can be annoying but that's the nature of it so that's why I'd be pretty excited to for again. any next opportunity I can get. Was it anything was it something in particular about your own performance that, you, that bothered you? Um, I think I could have been a better voice in attack um, me personally and and taking a bit of pressure off the the ten, um, just provide a bit more of a voice and a bit more eyes up and, and look for space if it's on. Mm. Um, and then there was a couple of tackles that was was uh, slipping off slightly or, or not not being the ideal or dominant tackle that I would have been looking for. Um, um, so a little stuff like that, yeah. which which certainly would have been something I'd look to improve on, but. Any game I'd play, there's usually instances of that, and you're you're trying to you're trying to fix that up anyway. So it's it that's kind of gets you motivated for the next opportunity. Yeah, in fairness, you're not coming up after wins saying God, I was perfect today. Yeah, exactly. you know, I, I appreciate it's an ongoing thing. Their line line speed was fairly ferocious, especially in the second half. It felt like camped in your own 22 almost, and yeah. can't get out here. So when they're coming at you like that, that must be incredibly difficult. Yeah, with, with some of the boys they have as well that are hitting yeah. you, it's uh, tough getting up off the ground. But um, no, it, it's it, oh, it's a challenge. But it's I think that they did tactically had a good kicking game mm. um, against us that that maybe put us in areas that ideally you're not running out mm. from. So it might look like we're struggling, but we're just trying to build an attack, which is not from the ideal spot. So that's maybe where when I was saying I could have stepped mm. up and and um, been better at what what I was doing and. Um, taking a bit of pressure off, but uh, and do, do you mean by that uh, you give a shout to Johnny Sexton or Connor Murray or someone to say get rid of it? There's nothing on here, or um, like I just I probably just take a bit more ownership because with obviously Johnny being a world class player and as good as he is yeah. um, outside him, it, it's to try and just provide as much voice and help to him as possible so he can focus solely on his job and mm. and being the best in the world at it. So. Um, it's it's hard to like one particularly sure. it's kind of a whole host of things really out there when you're out there yeah yeah and are you generally um vocal like do you have to kind of push yourself to be a bit of a shouter on the pitch um i don't know really i i don't think i'm uh overly vocal mm. but for me it's it's to try and speak say the right things at the right time and i think that's what most players try and do um so that's that's kind of what i'd try to be thinking but if if it needs to be said it's say it yeah did you um, have any doubts in the warm-up or question marks over the general um, mood? Because it was very interesting. Joe Schmidt came out and sort of said, we just sensed there was something off in the warm-up. There was a vibrancy about the New Zealand game, and I didn't just quite feel it pre-England. Um, I don't know, did you sense anything? Or? Um, I don't want to dis... Well, I, I don't know. I think Joe probably has a better perspective in his role of feeling the sense everything. of the group yeah. and overseeing anything so he he'd probably give you a better answer than I would mm. um or sorry not he probably he would give you a better answer than I would um I'm sensing you felt okay I mean we're not going to turn this into a ring rose disagrees <laughs> with Schmidt kind of <laughs> no. thing don't worry but no, I, you, you felt okay you felt like as 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 Owen Farrell kicks off you're feeling like we're in a good place yeah what well, it's a like there's a whole host of emotions going through mm. at that time I think it's something I'll never get used to um playing for Ireland in Lands End Road uh, having gone to loads of games and stuff like that so there are probably things that 
that hits you at the start uh, at, or at the very start of the, or before it starts so um, in terms of motivation and stuff like that there's there's never any shortage for it because it's a huge honour um, to to represent uh, Ireland yeah. um, I, again I, I think probably through Joe's experience he he knows better um, in those situations um, as a player you're just kind of thinking at the first moment and trying yeah. to get the first moment right and then build on that through the game um, yeah, I guess you're enti- <laughs> entitled to be more focused on how you're going to go as opposed to worrying about how the forwards are looking over <laughs> the warm up in fairness yeah. um, I heard you talking to Murray Kinsella a few months back it was very interesting where with so much line speed now and so many players in the defensive line little grubber kicks through and little kicks over the top are becoming a more bigger feature uh, yeah. of the game and you were talking about how it was something you'd practiced and there was one against New Zealand and then after that interview against Toulouse it was another little weapon again yeah. that's clearly something that you uh, feel is important that's a part of your game the days of just the number 10 having that in his armoury are kind of gone you need to be able to kick and actually yeah. kick really well it seems yeah yeah. I think John the Davies is class at it um, so he's someone I would have seen doing it and right. um, and he he nine times out of ten picked the right time to do it pick yeah. the right moment and relieve pressure from the team and or, or put pressure on the opposition so he's someone along with a lot of other centres and I mean it's, it's not always necessarily 13 it can be the 12 mm. wingers I mean from Munster you see Keith Earls and Andrew Conway put in real effective kicks mm. down that, that put teams under pressure Jacob yeah. Jacob's left foot as well so I think he, it's he tends to score a try when he does yeah, it. Exactly. He, <laughs> um, yeah, I wish I could do what he does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I think if for any player, it's just a, another string to the bow. Mm. Um, you, you mean you work on your passing, you work on your tackle technique, you work on whether it's winning the contact to offload your footwork, and if you're something being able to be a kick and thread as well. Yeah. It's It's something that that can be that can add to the team and and be an opportunity to as I said, relieve pressure or, or put pressure in yeah. opposition. So, Was it something you were doing growing up or is it, was it more as you see the likes of Davies doing it and you say, I'm going to add that to my bow now? Uh, maybe not as black and white as that, but you just see it in games and yeah. you know Noel Reed is someone else who's quite good at Lancer doing it and it's just something you pick up. You're constantly trying to do what you can to improve. Yeah. Um, so it's just one small area. You don't, again, you don't overthink it too much or pre-plan it or... It's think I'm gonna, you just yeah. kind of work on it when it's needed or identify if the defensive system you're playing against is the best way to sort of deconstruct it yeah. Um, but yeah so it's a constant learning curve really um, for me anyway you have uh, genuinely this brilliant ability in a defensive line to know when to stay and know when to go and if you're down numbers to kind of drift back and you, you seem to read the game really really well I'm sure people have said that to you and I know talking about yourself in glowing terms is not something that you're comfortable doing but it does seem to be a real strength of your game that you can weigh up the spaces do the arithmetic in your head very very quickly um, is that a natural kind of thing is it something you're aware of yourself that you're, you're, you're good at doing it yeah you're, you're a rain man 13 basically I don't think I'd say that now but I wish I was uh, um, I think I'm not asking you to say I'm great. Yeah, no. It's more take me inside your head so you Probably. might it might be a three on two you seem to judge when to go when not to go very well I get it wrong a lot. Do you in training? Okay. And I've got it wrong in matches. And it's the players around me, whether I'm playing a Bundy or a Robbie, uh, cover my ass a bit, and that might go unnoticed. But I, I think it's usually just a feel for the right. players you have around you, and then that gives you confidence to to make a decision. Mm. Um, 
so I'd, I'd learn something new from every game, especially at 13. You're usually, it is not usually every game you're thrown a slightly different picture or you have to make a slightly different decision. Mm. Um, what might look like the same thing, but there's just a reason why you decided to do something alternatively to what you'd done the week before. Right. Um, and that can be a whole host of variables. The strengths of your opposition, the, or the guy inside you, outside you, what they're ta- how they're talking, how you're communicating to them. Like, mm. So it's, as you said, there's a you're like, weighing up there's a, a million. You're yeah. weighing up a lot of things, and then that contributes to, um, hopefully making the right decision. So, um, that's the challenge myself, and uh, to try and make the right decision as much as I can in in the moments that that really count, in the moments that matter. So, mm. um, yeah, it's constantly just trying to do that and and learn from learn from each game and and uh, equally learn from other players because there's yeah. there's a lot of players in, in rugby that are really good at defensively and and you can just by watching the game pick up a few things off them as well right where does enjoyment come into this whole world that you're um, involved in now because we're talking about this like it's the most serious thing in the <laughs> yeah. world and you kind of have to remind yourself sometimes this is rugby and you know yeah. people's days aren't ruined on monday no. just because you lose a rugby match are you managing to enjoy this whole experience because we talk to so many players who retire yeah. and you ask them you know i wish i enjoyed it more is the ultimate cliche yeah. so if you were to park your career now for a second and look back have you enjoyed it enough um yeah sorry Good. yeah so i'm trying to think of what i was going to say next of course i've enjoyed it it's mm. been unbelievable uh I, how do i describe it? you you work for me anyway yeah you work as hard as you can because you don't know what opportunities you're going to be given um because that's all outside your control through injury, selection, competition, change of coaches, change of personnel, you name it. There's a whole host of things that can happen, but you just work as hard as you can. So when you get your opportunity, you know you've given it everything. Mm. And then whatever happens, happens equally. You learn from any opportunity you are given and try and be better for the next one. And does, uh, that, does that mean then having that attitude, you're not a stress head the week of a game, you're not a worrier, you're able to eat your breakfast <laughs> that morning? Like, is that all uh, kind of miserable? No, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't the case. That's still there. Right. I think Mike Ross put it, put it well. He said in an interview was that it's a pretty cool job to have. Sure so um, the stress and anxiety and pressure that's all there and you're breaking your back trying to do what you can to win. Um, but ultimately, uh, Mike Ross probably summed it up that it is a pretty cool job. So it's not to lose sight of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very easy to lose sight of it. Very easy to be sitting there on the bus going, oh, I wish I was out there. It's probably not when you're going out onto the pitch to, or you're in those big moments. It's mm. probably not, then's probably not the best time to think, <laughs> oh, this is pretty cool. But yeah. um, you focus on, you're kind of try to be as focused as you can on what matters at that moment of time. And then, yeah, a bit of reflection. Not that there's many times for reflection, no. but when you can, you yeah, sit back. It was pretty cool to do that. Yeah, so it's uh, Six Nations, then you'll slingshot into European Cup rugby. Then before you know it, it'll be a pre-World Cup uh, summer camp and then a World Cup and then back into the season again. So you've got to breathe somewhere in the midst of yeah. all that. <laughs> when you put it like that, uh, no, it's the, I'm sure you're sick of hearing it, but it, it really is. They're not lying. It's just each game at a time. There's just so much between now and then that... You just got to focus on each week and, as I said, make the most of, of any opportunity. Well, listen, hopefully, we'll see you back against Italy or very soon. Thanks, Emil. Thanks very much. Thank you. Off the ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108.